we can give the illusion or the impression that, man, if you make it through the junior high years mm-hmm. as a parent, that that's why the, the role is cheerleader, right? Mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they just need you to be in their mm-hmm. corner. And if you can do that in junior high, boy, it'll be, high school could be easy sailing. And it is right. for some for some families. Well, 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 hey everybody, hello. Hello, hello. Good to see everybody. We have a full studio today. Yes, it's exciting. I'm not even commenting on the intro music. (laughs) But you are. Nope. No, I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) I guess I am. Darn it, Grace. (laughs) You're right. Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of our On Purpose Parents podcast. As always, we are in the studio with myself, Kurt Johnston, our amazing co-host. Grace. And over off camera, if you're watching on YouTube, those of you listening don't don't know the difference, but over in the corner, his rightful seat in the, in the, in the corner. <laughs> Producer Chris, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody. Yay. Good to see you, Chris. Thank you. Good to see you. Well, man, we are working our way through our on-purpose parent plan where we're working our way through the various ages and stages of kids and parenting and what those corresponding roles and goals might be for us as parents. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no silver bullet. There's no perfect recipe for raising kids. But we did initially, Grace, if we'll go all the way back, I think to episode one mm-hmm. of yeah. our podcast, we talked about the idea that you know nothing good happens by accident. That's right. And so we want parenting to be a good experience. We want to raise kids to be lifelong followers of Jesus mm-hmm. who are interdependent, who want to make a kingdom contribution. But that doesn't just happen by accident. Mm-hmm. We don't just mm-hmm. slide into that. It's possible we could. But the odds are probably better if we have some intentionality behind our parenting. And that is why we came up with the On Purpose Parent Plan. Mm -hmm. And we're working our way through the ages and stages. And this week, we have a – this is week one of our high school parents – and we have a high school mom. She's not a high school mom. <laughs> She's the mother <laughs> of clarify, a high schooler. To, to, to make sure we, there's we, no misunderstanding hey, here. Hey, we love the high school moms. <laughs> yeah, we, we love the high school moms. It's just that's not the focus of this particular episode. Right. <laughs> we have the mother of a high schooler. Mm-hmm. So um, why don't we introduce her? Yes. But Grace, why don't you do the honors? Yeah. So we are super excited to have our guest today. And overall, this has been just such a fun series to hear from parents, to not just hear us talking about the theory of the ages and stages and the roles and goals, but to hear real life examples. And that's been really special. And to hear the different journeys, I think it makes it more relatable and tangible. How do we actually implement this as parents in our day-to-day life? So this week, we have a special guest, and would you mind introducing yourself? Tell us your name, who you, uh, what do you do, how are you, how do you know us, and then introduce your family members to us so we know who your kids are and um, uh, a little bit more about you. Well, thank you for having me here. Yeah. My name is Sally Kim. I'm so excited. Hey, oh, hey. <laughs> Sally, I'll tell you what. She comes with a fan club. Producer Chris doesn't break that out for everybody. I know. Well, he kind of does. <laughs> does he? I can't I remember. <laughs> He's a little bit loose on the applause. Yeah. Well, thank you for that warm walk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I actually am on staff here at Saddleback. I'm on the Connections team. 
Um, and I have four boys with my husband, Joe. Wow. We've been married for 20 years. Wow. And so, yeah, four boys. Four <laughs> boys. And two of them, well, one just graduated. So now I have a college child and yep. then one high schooler. Um, oh, wow. And so really with four boys, wow. we didn't even need any other guests. We could have just know. had Sally. She could have worked us through every age and stage of parenting. <laughs> right? Because right. so tell us what are the ages of each of your four boys? So my littlest one, Caden, is going to fifth grade okay. uh, next this coming school year. And then I have Kai, who is going into junior high. Uh, seventh grade and Calvin is going to eleventh grade. Wow. Oh my! And then Caleb just graduated. Right. So you are Fantastic. right, Kurt. We could have <laughs> just we could have yeah. just stuck with Sally. Yeah, I know the, the Sally <laughs> show that rolls just off knock the them, too. Knock yeah. them all out. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we are super excited to have you on. Before you know, Kurt gets to the real scary questions. <laughs> we want to break the ice a little bit with a little game. Um, so I'm going to reach over here. And <laughs> I was waiting for that. The first time it happened, I was really like scared and taken off guard. But now I'm prepared <laughs> for producer Chris. But we have this jar. Oh, it's back. <laughs> it's really I'm scared now. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. So what we'd like you to do is to take three slips of paper from three. this jar. And it's going to be real scary questions. Oh okay, just kidding. Mm. These are would you rather questions, uh-huh. and um, oh thought it'd be fun to play with you. So if you'd read the question and mm. answer them, mm-hmm. all three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, but you wow. could do one okay. at a time. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Oh wow. So the w- first one: Would you rather be famous or be married to someone who is famous? Oh. 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 That's a mm. tough question. Um, I know that's kind of going into your. Uh, <laughs> Your yeah. internal Psych- psychologist. Yeah. Love yeah. The- I thought it would be some easy questions. <laughs> These are hard. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, if be you're going to be in the spotlight, honest. anyways, might as well be famous. Right? Yeah. That's true. That's true. You're, you're going to be on the red carpet either yeah. way. So you might as well be the reason for the red carpet. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And it's all- I have more control of yes. what I'm doing, right? Instead of being like, yeah. yeah. Yes. And and you can't go out. If you're married, you, you, as a couple, you're not going out places. Right. So if you're not the famous person, then all you're doing is doing like all the errands for your oh. famous... <laughs> Hey, I can't, I can't go to, I can't go TMZ's get groceries. on the corner. Yeah. So. Why don't you go? Nobody knows you. You're just an errand person. We all want to be famous. Yeah. Okay. Oh, to be honest, I'm an introvert. So that's a hard one. That was a hard one. Okay. The second, the second one? one, would you rather never be able to eat meat ooh, or never be able to eat vegetables? Oh, these are tough. Oh, you know, um, I'll rather like of meat. I, I need, I, you need your yeah, vegetables. Yeah. Yeah, there's more variety, isn't there? Yeah, probably. I would you know. say that too? I, I, I feel yeah, like I if, would say that too. Oh, yeah. if you only ate meat, I I don't know. I just feel icky. It's just so heavy. Yeah, yeah. I just like oh, I need I need some healthy yeah. food. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. It's a balance. Balance yeah. is good. So yeah. I don't know. All right. All right. Plus Tuffy. you can Tuffy. you can eat like tofu and there you they, go. they have a oh, the plant based or the, the what is it called the apps. The impossible burger. The impossible oh, yeah. burger. Yeah. There's a lot of options now. Yeah. Yeah. You, you so. can trick yourself into thinking. <laughs> that yeah. you're having yeah. meat. You guys have not eaten good meat then before. <laughs> I mean, how can you how can you even answer it that way? <laughs> Producer Chris? Meat is meat. like amazing. Meat all the way. We didn't, Dude, that, that's nobody. I'm, I wear meat cologne. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> I love meat. I bathe in meat. Oh wow. Okay, so hence we, the meat cologne. We talked <laughs> about is, Korean meat. Meat is delicious. Korean barbecue. But, but, but oh my god! Th- 
it, the experience with the vegetable is it's yes. it's a next Thank level. You. So Thank you, you can't if you only had good Thank meat, you, Chris, I want to take you out <clears throat> to a place where you can have actually a yummy meal with the vegetables. Ah. I like vegetables, but to not go with it. Yeah. But it we'll wasn't. See. Sorry, we do not need to belabor this, but it wasn't. Was it only eat yes. those things or never eat? Never eat, I think. So it's like, not only eating meat. Never. Oh. He could eat all kinds of... pay attention to that question. Meat, he could eat meat plus all kinds of stuff, just except not vegetables. Oh. And we could eat everything except meat. It's no not a meat. Right, 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 right. You cannot have a, a delicious That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Because a meat-only mm. diet would be terrible. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. I, can't, I think I was confused mm. a little. Okay. Mm. I still... You could have rice and stick with vegetables. All right, last one. Last one. Uh, would you rather make a movie of your life before you were 21 <laughs> or, or a movie of your life after the age of 21? Oh, oh this one's actually easy. After 21. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would anybody choose before 21? Maybe. Maybe. Some, you know, That's exciting 21-year-old's <laughs> yeah. lives. But yeah. Oh. I guess the question is, when did the wheels fall off the car? <laughs> <laughs> and when did they tighten back up? Right, right? exactly. Like, yeah. For for me, I would rather be known for what happened after 21. Mm -hmm. There's after probably 20. some people who would say, I'd rather be known for before 21 yeah. when I went away to school. And, right. Right. So that is interesting. Yeah. Huh. We'll open up mm. a lot of doors. We'll have to ask mm. more questions after the podcast episode. <laughs> um, well, thank you for playing that silly game with us. You know, as you can see, we're very casual here. We're very silly. Um, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we do take the topic of parenting and supporting our parents and being a community um, and being accessible and relatable seriously. So mm -hmm. thanks for playing mm -hmm. with us. Um, to kick it off, can you share with us what's been a real memorable or maybe some memorable moments that stick out in your parenting journey so far, especially with four boys? Mm. Yeah, so for boys, I have a lot of memories yeah. of um, <laughs> being a parent. Um, I I would say, like, I think one thing that comes to mind is my son Calvin, who was in high school, had a essay he had to write in um, uh, when he went into high school as a freshman. It was about a short essay introducing yourself and three facts, mm. and <clears throat> I loved it so much. So I kind of saved it on my Google Drive. <laughs> and it was a proud moment as a parent because he one of the things that he wrote about himself was that his favorite holiday was Christmas and Easter because he's a Christian. And mm -hmm. Easter and Christmas is the birth of Jesus Christ and then death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it is such an important part of his life. And that made mm. me so happy. Yeah. And because, you know, in high school, I it's hard, mm -hmm. you know, getting mm -hmm. to hear their inner thoughts and walking with them in that journey. Um, and especially to him being a boy, that kind of led me into his inner thoughts. Mm -hmm. And also that fact that he identified himself proudly as a Christian mm -hmm. was just a moment where I felt like, oh, all the answers, the prayers, mm -hmm. yes. God is answering my prayers. So that's, I would say, is my that's favorite, really cool. favorite memory. Yeah, <laughs> that's special, especially for a memorable moment. Like a lot of times with parenting, it can be so discouraging at times and you're kind of alluding to it, right? There's a lot of doubt and wondering mm -hmm. like, you know, what are their real thoughts? And you hear some of them and you're like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> what do I do with those thoughts? But mm -hmm. yeah, that's special when you can have something that you can hold on to, to look back as part of memories as, wow, 
they are coming into their own and living out the mission that Kurt was talking about to be lifelong followers of Jesus. And, and that's so rewarding. That's special. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, let's, let's for the purposes of review a little bit and setting the stage for our conversation, um, I alluded earlier on that we're working our way through this longer series, but it's longer on purpose because we're taking two weeks on each age and stage of parenting with the exception, I think next time around for college, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to combine and just have one week, um, one episode talking about college age parenting. But we are with, with you, Sally, we're camping out on raising high schoolers. Um, so that's the age and stage is the high schooler. The, the role that we've identified for, for high schoolers is that of a coach, mm -hmm. that of a coach that, um, the analogy is pretty obvious and pretty, pretty clear that it's in the high school years that you often find yourself letting them play the game on mm -hmm. their own. You have less, less influence, less time. You're probably releasing more and more rope mm -hmm. in high school than you did in junior high. Um, they're starting to drive. They're starting to date. They're starting to work. Um, high school sports are taking up more time. There's just a lot going on. You're not always there, mm -hmm. but you're coaching. And then you kind of pull them aside and say, hey, what about A, B, C, and D? Here's what we're observing. Here's something to think about. Now go back out there and live your life. And oh, hold on. You, fumb <laughs> you fumbled. Uh, come back. Let's huddle up again. Time out. We got to figure this thing out. Um, so that's the, the, the role of parenting in high school is, is that of a coach. And the goal that we've identified in high school is that it's in the high school years that we really believe. Now, this can happen in other ages and stages, and it's ongoing. But high school is a really great time for what we've kind of identified as the time to help them activate their faith. Mm. It's where they begin to really, in some pretty significant ways, put their faith in motion. They begin to really understand how God shaped them, wired them, some of their giftings, their spiritual gifts. And again, those things are evident and, and all, that's part of our whole lifelong journey. But in some ways, I think you can make the argument that in high school, you begin to kind of figure out some of your gifting and some of your interests and some of the ways that you're going to contribute to the world and make a kingdom impact. Maybe stuff that's going to stick around longer. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot of high schoolers who say, I knew in high school that I felt called to ministry. I knew in mm -hmm. high school that I was going to go to college to pursue teaching. Mm -hmm. I knew mm -hmm. in high school that I just had this gift or this wiring for public speaking. Um, and so we want to take all of that and, okay, how are you going to use all of that stuff to activate and put your faith in, in motion. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's kind of the, the role and the goal, the, the parenting age and stage of a high schooler. When, when you hear me talk about that and you know, you've, you've been around us along uh, long enough to know that that's the direction we were headed mm -hmm. with this. Um, what's one thing that you've just really grown to appreciate about this age and stage and the role and goal when it comes to raising high schoolers? I think, um, you know, it's exciting to see your child becoming a own person mm. and growing independence and all of that. But I'll be honest, high school has been really rough. Mm. And I think uh, reading, you know, hearing that, I just, I appreciate where the journey that my kid's in. But remembering my role, it's 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 new for me, mm. um, not being able to 
be on the sidelines. It's 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 a it's a lot, and so yeah. just celebrating it, but also like knowing, recognizing that it it's gonna be hard as you see your child struggle and walking mm. alongside that. So um, I don't know. I don't know if it's something to like celebrate, but it just I just I think that that age is a difficult stage, and I think just knowing it, yeah. Admitting it and being prepared for it is, right. I think, it's important. Yeah, well, I love, I love hearing you say that. I don't, I don't love hearing any parents say, <laughs> you know, this has been a difficult stage. But right. oftentimes, and even maybe the way we presented stuff here sometimes is, we can give the illusion or the impression that, man, if you make it through the junior high years mm-hmm. as a parent, that that's why the the role is cheerleader, right? Mm-hmm. Right, because mm-hmm. they just need you to be in their mm-hmm. corner, and if you can do that in junior high, boy, it'll be high school could be easy sailing and it is right. for some, for some families, but for all the reasons I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. all the, and you just mentioned it, Sally is the independence, right? What comes along with mm-hmm. us saying we're no longer like guiding you as much. We're coaching you a little bit more from a distance as needed. Well, there's a lot of room for hiccups mm-hmm. right, and right. for stubbing their toe and making, making some mistakes along the way. And, and it can be a painful season of parenting. So thanks for being honest with that, right? Yeah, totally. Um, it, it, it can be that for your parent. Your kids don't have to be going off the rails for it to be tough. Right. It, it can just be a tough season. Teenage years are tough. Yeah. There's just no way to slice it otherwise. Teenage years are tough. Right. But I mean, even using the analogy you gave or the analogy of this um, plan of a coach, mm-hmm. like being a coach is tough. <laughs> like you want your kids to succeed. You want the team to mm-hmm. win, but you see like an injury or you see like this kid's not yet ready for this, you know, position or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And, and it's, it's hard because you just want to fix it mm-hmm. when yeah. it's yeah. your child. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to kind of live yeah. through that pain of development. Right. But yeah, it's 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 tough. Sally, what are what are one or two unexpected? And it can be they can be mm-hmm. joys. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be a little bit more challenging. Just one or two things about raising high schoolers that you didn't see coming. I love the coach analogy because I think it is so true, and my. I wish I can have like an earpiece on him where I can control, like constantly, you know, remind him or, you know, give him tips or whatever. But Mm. that's not the reality. And it's not even sideline coaching. It might be even I'm not there to see him actually living out in the world that he's in. It's a Mm. a very difficult Mm. world, different from even when I was growing up with just environment, the language that is spoken, all of that. And so. And and I feel sometimes like I'm coaching from the locker room, right. not the sidelines. Mm. Yeah, so, you, don't, you don't even see yeah. everything going mm-hmm. on. And so that's, oh. I think, it's yeah, the so most difficult part yeah. <laughs> of it. But also, like, I think um, I, my son, Calvin, he is into musical theater, and he recently had a lead role in a musical. And um, unfortunately... He lost. He was losing his voice, and you know he was a lead. He had a <laughs> so solo, tough. and he started losing his voice, and he was so frustrated, mm-hmm. so disappointed, and just angry at himself, just um, anxiety because he was anxious for his group, his cast, mm-hmm. other people, for the show, and I see him struggling, and there's nothing I can do. Not only that, I had to keep my distance because I wasn't going to be much help. Like he needed to go through this. Thing mm. and so it was really hard for me to watch him, but having to give him space to right. work it out himself. Yeah. But the greatest thing was like he came um, and 
before the show, he came over to me and said, Mom, can you pray for me? Mm. And so I got to pray for him. Um, for healing and also just lifting up that situation to the Lord. And we prayed in front of all the kids and, and you know, preparing for the show. And wow. I was just so proud of him. Mm. And unfortunately, his voice, he totally lost his voice. <laughs> oh, man. And so he was on stage acting, you know, while someone else spoke into the microphone because they didn't have an understudy, and which was, again, like, oh, my goodness. But oh, wow. he... he went through it and then he was grateful i i hmm. saw him talking to his peers just with tears thankful for his friend jumping into that situation hmm. and uh even with his lost voice i saw him like pouring into other kiddos and whispering because he couldn't talk <laughs> whispering you know tips and helping the other cast members and at the end um the cast members recognized him for just being amazing yeah. and and even the director i think ended the whole show with affirming Calvin mm. working through that difficulty right. and I was just so proud you mm. know uh, that um, I couldn't fix it but he when he was in trouble he went to right. the Lord he yeah. he knew to ask for prayer and even when it didn't he didn't answer the prayer the way he wanted it mm. he was still grateful right. and that just as a mom seeing that is that foundation is in there mm. gave me so much yep. So much joy. So it was hard being a coach, not being able to fix anything. Sure. But <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. That's well, such, that's yeah. Well, I was going to say that's such a good um, illustration of something unexpected because someone could be listening to this podcast and saying, oh, okay, great. When my kid's in high school, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to have all the tools and resources. I'm going to see my kid all the time. I'm going to know exactly what to do. But the reality is sometimes you are coaching from what it feels like the locker room, like you're not following them around everywhere. You're not able to see everything. And so even I don't have kids in that age, but I could see, oh, that might be a little bit of a learning curve as a parent of I'm not always there. And even if I am, I can't always <laughs> fix things. I can't give your voice back mm -hmm. in yeah. this situation. Well, Sally, that was I was going to kind of mention the same thing as you, you made that statement. I couldn't fix it. Mm. And for some parents, the first time they start realizing I can't fix oh, the man. situations for my kids can be a really painful season or a very painful learning for parents to adjust from, yeah. I should be able to fix everything. And again, when your, our kids are younger and we're their caregiver, we got to fix everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as they get older, mm. and it's sort of this weird dance of what do I fix? What don't I? When do I advocate for my kids? When do I expect them to advocate for themselves? Um, not only couldn't you fix it, but I might make the argument that in high school, you shouldn't be the one who mm -hmm. fixes everything for your yeah. high schooler, depending right. on what the situation is, yes. right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, but sometimes it's very tough, but high school is those, that age where you go, Hey buddy, you, you need to figure this out. Um, talk to your teacher about mm -hmm. why you didn't get the grade you think you deserved. Talk to your coach about why, even though you're showing up at practice and hustling, why you're not getting mm -hmm. playing time. I'm not going to go talk to your coach about it. Yeah. Although for some parents, that's a really hard thing right. um, to, to not be the one who goes and talks to the coach or goes and says, hey, I will figure out how to make this work for my son right. or my daughter in this situation. Um, Sally, give, give us um, one or two things that you've done intentionally when we think about the goal of parenting high schoolers is to help them activate their mm -hmm. faith, put their faith in action, right? That's a big part of 
making a kingdom contribution, mm-hmm. that, that ultimate goal, well, we can't make a kingdom contribution if our faith is not in action. Um, how have you and or your husband sort of navigated that? What are some things you're, what conversations you're having, ways you're nudging either one of your high school sons mm-hmm. towards putting their faith in action and activating their faith? Well, I think um, it's giving them a bigger picture, a different perspective from what they are learning and hearing from other his peers, Hmm. um, that it's not about them. And it's easy to do that when you got four kids in the Mm. house. It's not about you. (laughs) (laughs) There are sacrifices you have to let go. But again, I think it's helping them realize that their goal in life is to glorify God. And so looking at things from a bigger perspective, it's not always about you. Mm. And so that um, I love the three points that I think um, on the uh, we talk about for our children in that season, uh, activating their faith, mm-hmm. about giving them purpose, looking at their shape. Um, I think that's all important. But I think for me is constantly reminding them that the bigger picture, because sometimes mm. living life, when you get struggles and stuff, you can't kind of focus on yourself. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. my son mentioned that, especially high school, it's the self-image is such a big mm. thing. And so it's all about me, how I look, and how I represent myself, how friends see me. Mm. And so it's about me, 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 me. It, right. With the independence, it comes with that self-image that they're trying to live up to. Mm. And, and just constantly reminding them that the bigger picture of it, so that they are not so hung up on those things, mm-hmm. but that they can focus on the real bigger things of how I am living my life to glorify God. How am I growing closer to God? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'll be—I'll admit it's—it's it's not always easy. Like I mean, I see this glimpse of my son's faith in this interactions that I have mm-hmm. with my child, but I also know that he's struggling. He's mm-hmm. struggling with his faith because he's trying to find his own faith, not mom's mm-hmm. faith, mm-hmm. That, not mm-hmm. the faith that they were kind of grew up in, but he wants to find his own faith and know God personally mm-hmm. and not giving them the answers, but like seeing that journey. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been, it's been hard. It's been hard. Um, but yeah, so I I would say just constantly reminding them of yeah God's plan for their lives, so that they can yeah focus on the bigger things. Yeah, mm-hmm. well if you're if you're self focused, it's hard to make a difference in the mm-hmm. world of mm-hmm. significance, right? Um, and by the way, every teenager in the history of mankind <laughs> struggles with being self-focused, self-centered, worried more about me and my right. image. It just that comes along with the territory. Mm-hmm. But I love, I love the way you're saying, but we just always have to remind them, Hey, it's not, it's not only about you. It's not only about you, you know, have your eyes on the bigger picture out there. There's other people to be considered. Um, that's really, that's really, really good. Yeah. And, and it can seem counterintuitive because, you know, even kids with my kids, my age, the age of my kids, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, my grammar is going out the window. Um, it's very easy to get sucked into whatever they're sucked into because it, you know, it's like if they're really struggling with this or they're having this friendship problem at school, I mean, you just, you're like honed in and you get sucked into and we're all in this like whirlpool together and we're like, ah, but it's such a good reminder that you might not be able to solve everything, but to be able to provide that perspective for your kids in this stage I feel like, oh, it could be such a breath of fresh air because, again, counterintuitive might be to help them, 
you know, we got to focus on them. We got to get sucked in with them. What are your issues? But actually having that perspective of, wait, I am not the center of the universe can be really healing and be liberating and actually more, um, I think, comforting than just focusing on myself and how do people see me and view me. So yeah, having a parent that could provide that perspective is is a, is a really awesome thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, as we wrap up our time together, um, and I, and I just want to say, I really appreciate the perspective that you have shared this morning, particularly about how beautiful it can be to see your kids, you know, show the glimmer of faith and own it, but also how hard it is because it's not like they're there. They're in this like process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's going to be so hard for me too, because you just want to kind of be at the end and have it be great. But like to be like every day waking up, going back to bed, waking up, going back to bed in this like uncomplete state of still not being fully there. You want to just like fix it, like, mm-hmm. you know, but you're I, I feel like you painted a really real picture of this is the hard part of being and the beauty of being parents of high schoolers is we're just walking alongside with them, coaching them mm-hmm. in this unfinished state. And that can be hard um, and to just be prepared for that yeah. and and to and not be, I guess, if parents who are listening, not be discouraged. Yeah. If you're a parent of a high schooler and you just feel like, why is it so hard? You're not alone. Oh, yes. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, and as we wrap up, is there anything you'd like to share or add to, um, to or advice you want to give to parents who are parents of high schoolers? Anything that you can say to encourage them or something to hold on to um, from your own experience? It's a cliche, but it's it's true. It takes a village. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I would say find a group of prayer warriors that's going to come around you to support you in your journey. Because as a parent, it is, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some days you're celebrating all these growth and them walking close to the Lord. And you just are so excited for that. And then there's going to be times when you question, like, are they in the faith? And as mm-hmm. a parent, like the biggest thing, the greatest thing is that your child is walking in faith but there's no guarantee of mm-hmm. that until yes you pray that all the you know your spiritual walk has built that foundation for them mm-hmm. that you've your faith has impacted them and you have to trust that and you just got to keep on praying so you know it can be a lifelong journey mm-hmm. of seeing whether it's a the long game of praying for your child to come back to the Lord, even, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, as they struggle into next phases in their life, as they get become an adult, is their faith firm founded? Mm-hmm. So um, I say, find your people that's going to encourage you, remind you of what you have done, mm-hmm. pray with you mm-hmm. so that um, in those times of doubt and hardships and pray, uh, and tears. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You have mm-hmm. people coming around you to pray. Pray. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. Yeah, to well, know that you're not alone. Yeah. It's it, powerful. It's a cliche, but most cliches are cliches yeah. because <laughs> they've stuck around for a while yeah. and there's some truth in them. And it, it really does take a village. You can't do it alone. Everybody, thanks so much for joining us. Sally, thank you. Thank you for so coming much. and sharing yeah. with us. 
If you are watching on YouTube, you can check right here. There's a recommended video, one of our other podcasts <laughs> that YouTube is recommending for you. Down below that is where you can click and see all of our On Purpose Parent podcasts. And then right about here somewhere on the screen, you can click to subscribe. That will help the podcast grow. This little podcast is growing. We appreciate the support and we will yes. see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye.